This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey everyone and welcome to the inaugural episode of Inside the Red and White. This is the podcast for fans by fans Um, and the two fans in question that are hosting this particular podcast are me, Susie, and I'm also here with Nat. Hi Nat. Hi. Hi everybody. Welcome and for some of you this is actually welcome back um, because although this is our first sort of proper episode we actually did a bit of a sneaky demo run last week, dipped our toe in the water, um, so to speak, and sent out to the guys in the in the red and white WhatsApp chat. Um, and I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone that gave us feedback and said uh, that they enjoyed it, which is why we're now recording another episode. So I uh, just wanted to say thank you for all of that. It was it was really nice actually because I, I was. Although I enjoy, I did enjoy listening back to my own voice for the first time in 37 years, I was still worried about what other people might think of it. So that was definitely nice, wasn't it? It was really nice. Um, and it was all constructive feedback, lots of suggestions as to topics that we could delve into, uh, different ideas for what we could uh, discuss. So, yeah, it's great. And obviously that's the whole point of this podcast as well. You know, we're two fans of Arsenal, but it is intended for everybody that supports Arsenal women to get involved as well. So we'll definitely be hearing um, more than just our voices on this podcast. But obviously we're here just to uh, just to talk through some of the topics, at least initially. But yeah, it's going to be everything kind of around the WSL as well as Arsenal. It's going to be over the next few weeks and months, we'll be talking a little bit about the World Cup and obviously following some of our players as they play for their countries um, over the coming months before the next season starts. So yeah, there's still going to be plenty to talk about. And so we'll be we'll be bringing in this type of content regularly. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I, I enjoyed doing the one last week. And I mean, we're literally sat here Sunday night after we spent all day, yes, not all day, but the Near uh, hot afternoon in the North Bank, um, still suffering vocally slightly, but we still, you know, we wanted to get straight back on the horse and and get another one recorded and get it out to everyone. So I think that's probably a good place to start. Is yesterday, I mean, what uh, again, you know, results aside, we're we're going to sort of steer away from from that. I think the girls look tired. We'll move forward. However. We started the day off at the, um, I nearly called it the Tollington then, at the <laughs> Good Companion, which we were just saying before how is effectively 
the Tollington of Boreham Wood. They opened their arms up to us for our pre-match meetups. Um, I think I don't know if the first one was the Leeds FA Cup game, if that was the official first one at the Good Companion. I seem to think it might have been. And we've been there quite a few times now. And yesterday was fantastic. The sun was shining. Everyone's got a beer. We'd sat outside. We're singing um, some songs. Uh, and, it, and you know, it, it opened at 11 for us. I got there literally maybe just after 11 or maybe just before. And there was already so many people there, which was so fantastic. No, I mean, it's it's become this thing where we've, we've started through the red and white. The red and white started organising these pre-game meetups, these socials, and obviously with the uh, supporters club as well as sort of a joint thing. And um, we put it out on socials and we let everybody know that this is the place, this is the pub where we're all going to try and meet up before a game. And I think there's probably getting to the point where we may need to organise more pubs for it because it's, it's becoming more and more popular to do. But uh, yeah, I think the Good Companion, they have been just so welcoming for us I think that they normally play a lot of the the men's matches and I suspect that they'll probably be playing more of the women's matches going forwards but they've always been just incredibly happy to have us all around uh, yesterday the I'm assuming he was the owner he was uh, he was busy filming us um, chanting outside practicing our songs for for going on to the game and yeah I, I think that that's definitely the Tollington for Arsenal women which is quite nice to have that kind of like a home pub you know and somewhere that we all know that we're all going to be welcome and we can all just meet up before any game yeah I'd be interested I think Man City have a pub they go to that their supporters club goes to but um, I don't know how many other teams sort of have that togetherness, you know, before games. I think people went back afterwards. Mm. But honestly, I've seen that grow at away games and and now like at Boreham Wood. And I, that that part for me, I, I love that on top of everything else. But we missed though, we missed the, the brass band actually paid a, a little visit to the Good Companion as well. We'd headed off down to the ground because we knew it was going to be a busy one to get queued up to get uh, obviously a good spot in the in the North Bank so we missed that by seeing some videos today and that I'm a, I'm a bit gutted I missed that that looked fantastic so that did look good but the queue the queue was pretty good as well like when we when by the time we left the good companion we headed we headed to the grounds we had a message from somebody that we knew in the in the queue Cherie who she was near the front and she was there more than an hour before the grounds opened saying that there was already a queue forming which in itself, that's pretty incredible. A queue forming outside the grounds for a women's game. If it was at Emirates, obviously it wouldn't perhaps be necessary because it's allocated seats. But yeah, at Meadow Park, it's especially in the North Bank, it's a, it's a free-for-all. You have to get there and you have to find your spot. But that queue was pretty good, I think. There were pretty solid vibes there. Yeah, I mean, I think it shows the want to be there, to soak in the atmosphere, to get a good spot, to be there for when the, when the players come out for warm-up. And I think that element of things I've noticed a lot more um, over the last few games at Boreham Wood, more and more that that queue, you have got to be there like an hour before the gates even open if you want to sort of be in there. And we're we're always thinking about that. And it's it's crazy because, you know, if you go back to those earlier games, you know, earlier in the season, I'm, I'm sure it definitely wasn't like that. And watching how it's grown at Meadow Park, I've watched a few videos of like clips of that North Bank not very full. And then when you look at like videos from yesterday, it being it's rammed in there. And it's, you know what? I'm just so proud. And I'm so proud of everybody that got in there. It was red hot, was passing around sun cream. And again, it was, it was exactly the same 
as Chelsea last week, funnily enough, same score, um, where we that chanting started when we got in the ground and then when the girls came out to warm up, it was it was fantastic. Um, one of the highlights for me has got to be that we finally, after months of trying, because it's been probably one of the harder ones to do, is we got Kayla Marquise's chant off the ground, running, sounding absolutely banging, put a lot of work in that and then we were singing it in the queue and then we were singing it in the north bank before they came out before she came out and we gave it a, I mean it was brilliant and it's been one of them ones where because she obviously doesn't play as much I think she's only played two games you know when we do sing a song for her she's only coming out for the warm-up so it's really hard to get that sort of repetitiveness during a game because obviously the goalkeeper chants get done all the time um, and I was I was really, really happy because Kaylin is somebody who you constantly see, you know, she's got her arm around the players, she supports the players, she's always got a smile on her face. And considering she obviously doesn't get a lot of game time, she's so invested in Arsenal. It's like she's like a supporter on the sitting in, on the bench. And I think she absolutely deserved that yesterday. And I hope she heard it. And I hope she really enjoyed it. So I'm really proud that we got that done. So well done for everybody who was smashing that song out yesterday. Yeah, I completely agree. I think sometimes it's... it's. Can you still hear me? Yeah, you went a little bit funny then. We've got some repeat audio problems here. It's not my yeah. problem today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's now coming out of my phone, not my headphones. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unplug it and plug it back. Hello. Oh. Right, I'm back. I'm back in my ears. I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> Maybe I won't. <laughs> Technical problems are always funny. No, but I, I agree with what I was saying. <laughs> Kaylin, yeah, Kaylin definitely deserves a song. And it is just very difficult when she's there just for the warm up. Uh, but I think as well, she's always, uh, she's been coming over and sort of feeding us lyrics that have come from some of the players. And so she's been very involved in the red and white, uh, or yeah. as much as as much as a player really could be, I suppose, sort of making a few suggestions. So it's quite nice to be able to give back and to do so in, in such style, I think, because we were particularly loud yesterday with it being the last game of the season. We knew that we wouldn't get the chance to sing for a while. So I think we've got everything into it. I'm quite surprised that we've both got voices to be able to record this today, if I'm honest. I know uh, it was was probably touch and go but I've literally been on I've been silent all day today so in preparation um, I, the dedication yeah, to the podcast my voice is so glad of this summer break I, I think a, a bit that <laughs> hit me yesterday was I think it was in Jonas's speech where he's like we're all ready for a break like we've all been through the ring of this season and I think one of the f- funny things I saw on Twitter you know like when we had the um because we had those lots of t-shirts done up someone put I'm going to put a bull cord in it. It's like, I survived Arsenal season, like, 22. I, I would buy that T-shirt. I'm very and happy you know to what? buy that T-shirt. <laughs> I think that is so apt because I genuinely, that's how I feel today. I feel like uh, we've like we've, we've made it. What a season. I mean, it's fantastic. And it was so great. The girls were obviously at the Emirates today, parading the Conti Cup around. Yeah, guessing you know, what they deserved, a bit of recognition oh, from uh, like one club and all that, isn't it? That's uh, yeah. that's been quite a quite a theme from from Arsenal as a club this season. I think that they do I mean, you know, I, this is deviating slightly, but I do think that the club is kind of leading the way in that sense of it is one club. And the fact that obviously the women are going to get to play more games at the Emirates, the fact that they are doing these things such as giving the women's team that platform and showing that, yeah, it's the last day of the season for the men. Yesterday was the last game of the last game of the season for the girls and bringing them all together and saying, no, we're one club. 
you all get to, to live this moment with her together. So, yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah, I, I think it's so good that not only that, but there, there was still a, a massive crowd there and they weren't just sitting there going like, why are these women on the pitch? Like, they were genuinely clapping and cheering for them. And I watched the video and I don't, I'm not 100% sure where the commentary is coming from. I think it might have been some Arsenal one. Um, and it was really nice to hear the way that they were talking um, about the fact that, you know, this has been a difficult season for Arsenal women. Yeah, you know, we've come out of it with a club, uh, with a cup, with a club. We are one club. Um, but yeah, it's, I just think that, you know, I, I sit back today and I think about the season we've just had. And I do feel like I've survived it, but I, I'm so proud. Um, obviously, one thing that was we made sure yesterday was that Rafa got that send-off that she deserved. And I don't know if she's still walking around Meadow Park signing autographs and, and taking pictures because she, you know, she was sharing everything on social media. She's It's obviously been a difficult decision for her to leave. And I, I was saying to Susie before is what I found was really nice was that the only thing I saw after, it, you know, it came out that Rafa was leaving and it was a massive shock. No one saw it coming. You, I could have wrote three other names down in the team that I would have put that might have been leaving potentially leaving before I wrote Rafa's name down, I didn't even contemplate her in the in the slightest, was right, Saturday is is about Rafa. And it was, and it and that was so good because I mean we must have sang her chant a gazillion times. She and she definitely felt the love yesterday. Leah wearing Rafa's shirt at the end, man. Though I mean that th- those two, I'm gutted now. What was the last game we saw and play together, but those two as a centre-back pairing is something that I was, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was super excited about watching again next season when Leah was back. But I'm I'm gutted Rafa's going, absolutely gutted. But I'm so, so glad that I was there yesterday uh, with everyone and, and we gave her the send-off she deserved because, and I hope she felt the love from us. You know, there's there's none of this, you know, that you can get sometimes when people leave a club where they're annoyed at them or, they get a bit of stick for it or hate mm-hmm. or whatever. And there was none of that, which I loved. I think as well, you can tell that it isn't an e like you said, it isn't an easy decision. It was something that it's for personal reasons. And, you know, obviously we'll never really know exactly all the ins and outs of the discussions when they knew whether it they'd agreed that she could go back before Leah got injured. You know, you don't know when these discussions take place, how long they go on for. But no, I think that we all went to that game yesterday with the intent of just giving her a send-off, like a proper send-off. And it was fantastic that we could do that. Obviously, there are some players in the past where we couldn't do that. I guess that Jordan, her final game was an away game. And obviously, we didn't know at that point that it yeah. was her last game. I know yeah. that she did come back. Um, and I think it was it was not far after. Come to cup quarterfinals against Villa. Yes. Just to go, just take us back to a small moment during that game of when, did she slide... Did Kim Little slide tackle Kim, Jordan? Kim Little ta- slide tackled Jordan. Yeah, it was that way. Kim definitely took That's out Jordan. Like we wanted to go. I mean, obviously, I don't know how injured she is. I think her leg was still strapped up a bit mm. yesterday. God, I'm hoping uh, she gets. On, she's on that plane. Yeah, she's Wednesday. on that plane. And it was nice to give her a mini send off at, at the game yesterday. I think that uh, we had one at the Conti Cup game as well. We had a little one there. Uh, but for Rafa, obviously, it's nice to have more notice uh, to have that opportunity, especially for a player that's had such an impact over the last season, over the past, what, 18 months that she's been here. Uh, I can't really imagine how they're going to replace her. It's definitely a tricky one. It'll be very interesting to see what 
recruitment does to find somebody of her kind of stature, really. Because, but uh, it is interesting because obviously. I would suspect that not a lot of people perhaps knew her name necessarily with her playing for China before yeah. she came over to Arsenal. Yeah. So it does show that, you know, there are places to look and obviously we're not the experts in that and we're not going to necessarily know, oh, there's this potential player out there that's playing in one of the other leagues um, that isn't in Europe. Hopefully, hopefully recruitment are perhaps aware of people more, more than we are. I mean, Rafa, what a fine, she, it, it, what an mm. insane, world-class centre-back, one of the best in the world. I'm just going to miss everything about Rafa. That those last last ditch tackles, those mm. clears, those headers, those like literally some fancy footwork making the mockery of the opposition in front of her. That tackle in the Conti Cup final against Guru Wrighton, like mm. he slaps, gets the ball, and it was just beautiful. I've seen that clip so many times, and also she was such a you know, if you think about, did she she scored in the Conti Cup? I know it was a Neve Charles' own goal, but it was on her head, the one just before half time. And you know, well, the Wolfsburg game, the the Man City game, even though we lost two one, she she got us back in that game a little bit. And um, things could have been different. Like I still remember being there when, and in fact, I filmed actually one of the first things I filmed at a game was Beth Mead's corner, Rafa's head, Leah mm. jumping off. Um, yeah, so. I was behind the goal for that. I remember that that was good. I yeah. tried to get some pictures, but I think I was jumping around too much, so I didn't, I didn't yeah. quite catch at the moment. But yeah, yeah. but then um, also, aren't we aren't we looking at um, recruiting somebody from Bayern who's got an <laughs> impronounceable name? Yeah, I so it literally, I saw it. Someone sent it me, or I saw it on Twitter under the rumor mill that we're looking to uh, potentially looking at signing a centre back from. Bayern Munich and the first thing I thought or I think actually someone might have mentioned it in the chat and went good luck making a chant out of this name I was just like it's funny how that is the first thing that I'm thinking about is oh, not how well do they play not not yeah, you know yeah. are they going to be the right fit it's god can we make a chant about yeah. this person we've got three months so they need to they need to you know get moving actually put pen to paper quickly let us know and then yeah, you know three months that's enough even for a tricky name isn't it I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we finally nailed Frieda's <laughs> it took it took a while it took a while for that we were we were just going with Frieda Marnham but uh yeah now just saying that that sounds really weird I don't think I yeah. can say it without Leonardson so uh we'll get there we'll get there yeah. whoever they get in they're going to have a to banging to chance play. by the time they join yeah to be fair to that player that I will not say their name because I don't know how to pronounce it um, and I'm not going to do a Hope Powell and just make it up. Kate McCabe, and I can't even remember how she ruined uh, Lara. Oh, no, she said, didn't she? I'm not even going to pronounce her surname when uh, Lara Reuter was coming on as a commentator. And that's a, ho- that's a whole different podcast. I think we've definitely got a podcast coming up on potentially referees, especially after the last two games, and, um, and maybe uh, a commentators, potentially, because um, some of them have not been great. But... She did. She played for Bayern Munich today, and they they won the league. And she did score a Rafa header as well, and she got a couple of passes in her. So we are not one for talking about transfer talk because uh, I do not know. Despite what we just did, despite what we just said for the last five I will speak minutes, about but... people when they signed on the dotted line, and I've and I've been on wiki. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the same. Okay, well, in that case, then, I think that this is time for our next section. Uh, and that section is the journey to the red and white. And this week, for the very first episode, we're going to hear Nat's story. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's not a long one, so don't worry, guys. But I actually, um, my first, so... I watch the Euros, obviously. I'm a big England Lionesses fan. I have been for many, many years. Followed all the major tournaments. And um, I've always sort of kept half an eye on club football and whatnot. But I, it was, it's weird, actually. It was, it was what Gabby Logan had said at the end of the final against Germany, where she was like, even if you go to one game, even if, like, don't just watch it on the TV. And it was just, just listening to, like, Alex Scott and Ian Wright and um, Gabby Logan, and I was like, yeah, like, I'm not just going to watch it on the telly. I'm invested in women's football. I absolutely am. But I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to go to a game. So I looked and I thought, obviously, because I, I live quite far away from Boreham um, just over three hours away. So I was like, right, I'll go to the um, away games. So I booked the Man City uh, away game, which obviously originally was supposed to be mid-September, but then the Queen died, so we didn't do that one yet. Um, and then I thought, God. And then I saw obviously tickets for the Emirates for the Tottenham game. And I sat there and I thought, oh, can I go? Like, can I go? Or oh, I don't know. It's a long way to go. So I basically I texted my auntie and said, Oh, do you fancy going to the Emirates? And she was like, Yeah. So I anyway, know, dragged my auntie along, watched the North London Derby. Absolutely loved it. I, I didn't realize my auntie was there. I was so engrossed in the football and just being at the Emirates. And it was amazing. Got the bug. And then. I um I think my next game was Liverpool um Liverpool away. I met somebody at that game before that game. We became quite good friends. Alice, if you're listening, that's you, obviously. And um and then because I I then found someone, we were like started making plans. So then um I went to Leicester away. That's when I first saw. I think it was Lewis and. A few others were sitting further down and they were the ones singing. I remember thinking, and I was sat on this row with people that weren't making any noise or anything. And I was like, oh God, I'd, I I want to sing, but I don't feel like I can sing because nobody's going to sing around me and I'm going to feel like a right lemon. So I'm not. And I just remember looking down at the front thinking, God, I just want to be in amongst it. Um, next game I went to, I think was my first game at Meadow Park which was Everton, and I sat on the north side of the West Bank. And again, could hear chanting from across the way. And there was there was someone trying to get it going in the West Stand. I remember this woman sat next to me was going, you lot are all so quiet. And I was just like, oh, I really want to just let myself go, but I can't. And then things changed after Christmas. Um, I went to uh, the FA Cup game, the Leeds game, and I, it was my first game going down to Meadow Park on my own. 
And I was really nervous because I was going to the pub beforehand and I was like, right, I can do this. Went into the pub. I met um, a couple of people, Becky and Cherie, Jerry in the hat, Kate um, and some other people. Um, and I actually had a ticket in the East Stand and I went and sat in my seat and I remember just looking over at the North Bank and I was like, I want to be in there. And I was like, right, just do it, just do it. And I was like, having a conversation with myself and I was like, just go. Anyway, I stood up, walked past the steward, straight in. I remember, And I just I made a beeline for uh, for Becky and everyone. I was like, can I stand with you? I was like, yeah, best 90 minutes of my life. I mean, it helped that we scored like nine goals, but it was incredible. And I remember speaking to Alice, who wasn't at that game. And I remember saying to her, I was like, Alice, the North Bank, it's somewhere else, man. I'm telling you, it's incredible. Um, next game was Man City, um, Conti Cup, and we were in the East End again. But then after that, me and Alice were like fully in, in the North Bank, and then that was it. And it, do you know what? Once I had that taste for it at that Leeds game, there's no, I don't even care that I can't see the entire game. I watched the game back anyway. But just being around all those people, everyone was so nice. I've never felt so much love from from people and just being able to, no, it didn't matter. Like, it didn't matter if you're that person that finishes a chant and you're on your own and everyone gives you a laugh and you carry on. But literally, it was um, the best thing I ever did was go to the North Bank. And I know now that that same thing is going through the is in the east stand is in the west stand we've got people that are just you know coming together and um and it's not just about being in the north bank it isn't we we can make those atmospheres everywhere but it's about having those people together and just but yeah it's meadow park is home for me which is why i decided on wednesday that i was not going to do what i was doing on saturday got a ticket and went there instead of going to something else that I'd had planned for over a year. That's how much I love the North Bank. And that's how I ended up there. And I don't want us to ever really leave there, even though I know we'll have to, because I just love it. And that's my long, short, I hope that made sense, my journey. To- <laughs> no, that was brilliant. It just makes me smile hearing how everybody else, how we all came together. I can't wait to hear more how everybody else got there because it's just brilliant. I think so many of us experience quite similar things. And I'll be personally very sad when we eventually play all of our games at Emirates because we're heading that way. And I think that the atmosphere there is something else, but it will be very different to Meadow Park. And I think that when we're all in the stands together, when we're all stamping our feet, banging the backboard, when we're all like chanting every single one of the players' chants, or if we're just shouting out Jonas Eideval's Red and White Army, there's just nowhere else like it. So, yeah, yeah, can't wait to hear more of these stories. When that day eventually comes, and I do hope... Oh, that that last day will be insane. This is going to be the last game at Meadow Park that place I don't know how we can how we can keep raising the bar I just know that we will like I was walking back from from uh, from one side I went to the loo anyway I was walking back right and I was walking back towards the north bank and I just had the biggest smile on my face and there's all and it was rammed and you know and it's not just people singing in our particular section people are singing the whole way down and, it's and it, it wasn't that long ago that we had some people coming up to us saying, can we spread out a bit so that then people down at either end will be able to hear us better. But it just seems to have spread. And I think that it is because we as a group 
we're getting bigger. People want to be involved, like, because we, as you said, we are all nice. We are all friendly and we want people to get involved. So, you know, it's, uh, it is very easy to do. It's very easy just to get in touch via the red and white on Twitter. Uh, It's very easy just to, you know, if you're nervous about coming, then anybody can come and meet you. Um, A perfect example of this is literally yesterday. There's a girl that lives in the next village down from me. She'd half mentioned it in the chat about wanting to go to the game. She was looking at trains. And literally within 20 minutes, she's got a ticket and I'm giving her a lift. She feels like she's putting me out. She's absolutely not. And it's her first time at Meadow Park, last game of the season. And she was so excited in the car. And I, honestly, I was so proud. I was like, I'm taking someone to the North Bank. And For their I, first game. <laughs> oh, and it's the last game. And do you know what? On the way home, she, like, she'd had the best day. And now... She's going to come down with me, like when we could, you know, as long as we're both free, et cetera. But I'm like, I'll give you a lift every time. And she, and that's another person in the North Bank, just loving it, having great experiences. And how many other people, you know, I've, I've seen messages on the chat about how maybe yesterday was their first game. And yeah, I think, you know, we're growing. The red and white is growing. The home, home and away, the sports club, everything's growing. And I just think, Keep that going. Next season, oh, my God. I mean, we just done – I've only did half – only half. And I just think I'm so excited about – I know at the start of next season, all the friends I've made this last, you know, four or five months, I've gotten for the whole season and every season afterwards. And honestly, that fills my heart because think about how I feel about the friendships I've made already, literally in the last five months. and. I just imagine what we're like on in this day, you know, next year, hopefully on our way to, to picking up our fourth trophy. Because I'm telling you, with the we're we're going for the quadruple next year, guys. Get on board, man, get on the wagon. <laughs> because that well, I, that's what we're going for. At one hundred percent. What's the saying? Revenge tour. <laughs> oh, it's Arsenal's awesome. going to be Injury back with a vengeance. It's honestly, I'm telling you, if we sign some good players in the summer, we're getting everybody back. We've got that same mentality, that same togetherness, that same t- more so in the stands from day one. Imagine those performances that we've had where we've helped the team get across the line. And we know we have because they've told us it how how you know it's been everywhere. Like Jonas literally put it in the program yesterday. Supporters club, home and away, red and white, thank you for the atmosphere. And, you know, if if you are listening to this and you want to be a part of it, and I've, I've said, you don't have to sing if you don't want to. Just clap, just wave your scarf, whatever it is, just anything. A, an extra extra pair of hands clapping with, you know, another 10 or 50 or whatever. Just honestly, the, the players feed off it. They love it. Did you, honestly, I'm going off on one now a bit now. But when we were singing... Jodie Taylor's yesterday when she had the concert cut. Did you see Katie McCabe was singing along? Yeah. Oh, I love this. And that's what I love. You, you know see it occasionally. All the players, they they do sing along like they know it. And I mean, to be fair, we do stand there and sing at them for a full 90 minutes. If they didn't know the lyrics, I know it'd probably be a bit concerning. So but... singing it in the shower. Yeah. Anyone, anyone that wants to do their journey, just um, drop us a message, go through Red and White on the WhatsApp, on Twitter or whatever get in touch want to hear from as many people as possible and hear about your journey to meadow park or to just following arsenal or whatever because we want to share as many stories as possible so people know that you know you can 
you know, come on down and, and join in in the best you can because we genuinely are lovely people. <laughs> Um, great. Well, I think that that is a perfect time for us to head into our final section, which is our fan five. Champions of Europe! The only in the line! Not in Chelsea! Okay, so I'm here with Lily. And Lily is going to be doing our fan five for today. Um, so... The first question is, what was your best away atmosphere? Probably last week at Chelsea, WSL, yeah. definitely, yeah. Why? I just think we started really early on and we kept going till the end, although we were losing 2-0. Completely. OK, cool. Um, right, best uh, home atmosphere, best home atmosphere? Either Wolfsburg yeah. at the Emirates or the Man City game at Meadow Park. Exactly. The KT, the KT goal. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, the next one is what was the middle one? Uh, oh, best team performance. Conti Cup final, probably that's mine. That's a, that's a good one. I think I'd probably agree with that. Um, okay, the fourth one is dream signing. My dream signing would be Marriott, maybe. Yeah. Or. So you're, you're, you're replacing Manu and Sabs? Well, I don't know. <laughs> or Lauren Hemp. There has been a couple of rumours, so maybe. There's a bit of chanting in the background. We're going to keep going, we're going to keep going. OK, that's quite apt, actually, because the last question is best chance. What's your favourite chance? Oh, God. Maybe. I like the Steph one, the left foot like Messi. You've got to give it Katie's song's good. Yeah. Um, I like them all, to be honest. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a valid answer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Lily. <laughs> that was great to hear from Lily. Uh, so thank you, Lily. Um, Nat, what did you think? Did you agree? Yeah, I actually do. Um, hi, Lily, by the way. Um, Lily goes to all games. We see her with her dad and her mum. see Lily every every week. So hi, Lily, and thank you for doing that. So away, tell, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get many other answers to that question other than Chelsea away. Um, yeah, I am sensing a trend already. We've done a test, a trial run and, and the one with Lily. Yeah. So, And then at home, she, I mean, she went for a split on Wolfsburg and... Man City, and I'm not going to disagree with her because I think that Wolfsburg game, and I'm not talking from a 60,000 fan point of view, I'm thinking from a we were there was a lot of us in, in a short, you know, in a space together, and I think it showed us what 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 we could do at half 11 at night, panic buying tickets. Imagine if we had some structure in place buying tickets and being as in really being together, as in not being separated by you know, random rows. And I think that's obviously the next big step is how do we push forward us sort of being together at the Emirates and how do we, you know, when we are at the Emirates, how do we get more and more people involved, whether it's clapping in tune or, or mm. you know, waving scarves or whatever it is. But um, I thought that was good. I think, I think that was that was always, always kind of the end game, really, of the red and white to a certain extent. It was the fact that Meadow Park, that's 
amazing that we can get the atmosphere going. But obviously, it's a smaller space, so the amount of noise that you make, it's going to be heard. Um, whereas Emirates, as well, like it's it's a huge space. It's a huge space to fill with noise. So a lot of the red and white, the work that we're doing through the red and white, is building to the fact that if we're going to be at Emirates all the time. How can we make sure that the players know that we are there as, you know, as a group, as fans? How can we give them the support that the men get? Because it's it's a full stadium and they're used to that chanting, that singing and, and you know, waves of chants of Arsenal going around the going around the stadium. How can we get to that level where everybody wants to be engaged? Got quite a way to go. But yeah, I think that the uh, that semi-final, that was that was the first step and it was a very, very good first step. Yeah, I do think that like going into next season and not to go on about this too much because I think we can talk about it again but I think going into next season we're already going to be way better prepared than we were going into you know the last WSL games at the Emirates because I know that I was there and you were there and everybody else that I know was there but we were all sat no we didn't know each other then all sat on our own I I was trying to I was trying to orchestrate everybody singing behind one of the goals and I just had a load of people staring at me that was yeah. fun. <laughs> so I'm excited for I am excited for the the project that is the Emirates, how that works, how we work with the club. And again, I think we can talk about that loads, but um I that is that is exciting. Performance, Conti Cup, I mean you can't argue with that. It was we won three one. I think I think I might have I've said it to people before. I was still nervous with I think it was seven minutes of extra time and we were three one up and I still felt like we could lose. Yeah, it's always in the last couple of minutes. It always seems to be, but yeah, I think that was the turning point, though, wasn't it? I think even if, even if perhaps you know there have been other performances where we've scored more goals or whatever it may be, I think that that one was the turning point of the season, yeah. and I think that's yeah. why it was yeah so key. Yeah. Um, right. I'm not sure at least trying to make fans by trying to get Marriotts in and knocking out. <laughs> she's 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 pretty good. She's pretty good, but I don't know. I think there would be quite a lot of competition between Manu Sabs and, and her and Kaylin for that matter. Um, but uh, but no, but Lauren Hemp, Lauren Hemp, that's a decent call. I mean, Lauren Hemp is rapid. I just mm. think you know. Can you imagine having just a a plethora of of wingers sitting on the bench? It's like, oh, how fast do we want to be today? We've got Hemp, Caitlin Ford, Beth Mead. Victoria Pullover. I mean, come on, it's it's insane. And then Chan, she went with Steph Catley and um and Kate McCabe. Steph Catley's has always got I was good as when Steph was injured, I was like, I'm really missing her chant. Like I it's a good one. So, and Katie McCabe's is just because it it's got that it's got that umph in it, like Katie McCabe's has got and because she's so she's so active on the pitch, you know, whether she's tackling somebody, whether she's trying to put a boot straight through the middle of um, Hannah Hampton or whatever it is at any point, push the sub off. I don't know who was going off yesterday, but Katie gave her a slight help to just move her along a little bit. Anytime she does anything, it's like that chant just, you know, and, and nothing will be, oh, and I can't actually wait for it to be beaten. Uh, the first Katie McCabe chant after that Man City goal, well, I can still hear it in my head now ringing around. So, um, there's definitely some cracking answers. So thank you for that. No, I think it's a, it's a great fan five there. So uh, I echo that. Good answers, Lily. I think then this is perhaps going to be a little bit longer than we'd anticipate doing it normally. I think it's good because obviously it's the first episode that we're putting out there. So just to talk around some of these things. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how we're going to be running it. So that's how we're going to be running it going forward. So we're going to be talking about what's going on in the moment, the current affairs for football, for women's football, 
then we're going to be doing more journeys to the to the red and white to the north bank and we're going to be closing off with some fan fives so as nat said earlier anybody that wants to to get involved we're going to be aiming to record most of the fan fives at games so if uh, if you see us around or or if you want to message us beforehand to say you want to come and contribute a fan five, then please feel free because, yeah, we're always going to be looking for people t- to come with ready, prepared answers. Um, You do the first sign off then. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this first ever episode of Inside the Red and White. Until next time, Ali Ole away. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.